to get to have the Wilhelm scream? I know. I'm sorry. I don't know. I was going to genuinely talk about, like, I don't know what it is, but every boy I've ever met is absolutely obsessed with the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> and so I think it's hilarious that that's what y'all chose. <laughs> well, it's, we were thinking of an idea and we were like, oh, that's totally like public use, like, you know, what's public domain. So no, I was like, it fully is, but it's just, I don't know what it is, but like every, every man I've ever watched a movie with that's like under the age of 35, if there is a Wilhelm scream in the film, <laughs> we'll like stop and be like, do you know what that is? And I'm like, yes, I've been on the internet. Yes. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why boys are so obsessed with the Wilhelm scream. Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder. Brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Welcome to another edition of 5-Minute Film Finder, the uh, movie and film podcast brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. I am your host, Kendall, joined today by a new guest. We're having a lot of new guests recently, and it's very exciting. I... Uh, coerced my coworker uh, Tracy to join me today. Tracy, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking, Kendall. Good. Thanks you, for having me on. Of course. I'm so excited. You and I, I feel like, have done so many episodes just between you and I in private, just talking about movies that I was like, we might as well actually do a podcast episode. Yeah, no, I mean, you and I spent, not to kind of narc on both of us, but a decent amount of time yesterday just arguing about The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, sure. So, yeah, we've done episodes of this podcast just in our office space several times. So it's really fun to now be facing a microphone and doing it. Yeah, and we're going to have a time limit and everything. It's going to be great. That's going to be really hard for us. Yeah, so (laughs) uh, we have two really neat films for you today. Um, I believe mine is actually on both streaming services. I think yours is just on Canopy. I think I double-checked that this morning. I believe so, yes. Um, For those of you at home, the 5-Minute Film Finder, we both have five minutes to bring a film to you, to to push it to you. Uh, We try to pick a theme that goes between both films and talk about why we think they'd be worth your time uh, in the streaming service brought to you by your library card. Um, I will go ahead and start us off today. I would say our theme, we talked about this before, is kind of unconventional families. Um, would you agree with that? I think that's probably the best way to I go about it. I think that's the best way to put it. It's definitely, I said earlier, like movies that will make you want to call your mom. <laughs> just give her a call and say hello and yeah, just say, we like, need to talk, Mom. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right, though. So, like, and, and we're kind of mixing it up. So, like, mine's a straight, I would say, like, drama bordering on, like, kind of new, mellow drama. And yours is a mm-hmm. documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are fantastic. I think we had some really good films this week. Oh, for sure. This is much, much higher brow than I usually partake in. For <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Well, once again, thank you for joining me. I will go first. Um, I'm going to start the timer. The Wilhelm scream will let me know when I am out of time, and I will begin now. <coughs> so my film for the week, you can find it on both the streaming services of Canopy and Hoopla. It is called The Florida Project. I have been uh, behind the scenes trying to get someone to talk to about this film with me for a long time. Um, That's a shout out to one of our producers, Ben, who I've been just badgering to talk about The Florida Project. But um, this film uh, is from 2017. It's a rated R directed by Sean Baker. Um, he might be relatively lesser known, more of an indie director, but he probably his biggest project before this was the Oscar-nominated Tangerine, uh, which was filmed on all iPhones, by the way. I don't know if you know that, Tracy. I did actually know that. Yeah, fascinating. Whole movie on iPhones. Um, but it is, like I said, a 2017 film written by Sean Baker, um, among other some writing credits. Uh, but it is starring Brooklyn P- uh, Prince as Mooney, uh, Willem Dafoe as Bobby, and Bria Venate 
as Haley. I probably terribly butchered her name. I'm so sorry. I think you got close. <laughs> I, just, I just dove in there. Um, but the synopsis for the film, which is, of course, what you all are waiting for, is set over one summer. This film follows a precocious six-year-old, Mooney, as she courts mischief and adventure with her ragtag playmates and bonds with her rebellious but caring mother, all while living in the shadows of Walt Disney World. It's it's an interesting concept. I want to talk about a couple of things, but you have watched this film too, and the first thing you came to me with was how sad this film made you. <laughs> sad and stressed. I, I I think I told you I hadn't been so stressed watching a film since I watched Parasite. <laughs> sure, you used um, those exact words, yes. I did, because I we work in a library setting, so we work with children a lot, and so to watch children be some of the situations that Mooney and her friends are in, I was just like, oh no, oh no, and my spine tried to crawl away from my body. Yeah, it it, it, border, it borders this very interesting idea of being like terrible situations for children, but then also super like lighthearted at times. It's almost like the movie wants you to think that it was made by children. <laughs> And it succeeds in that. And and I think it does succeed in that because one of the things that I looked up about the movie is so much of the actual like scenes with the children in them are improv and are just them sort of being kids based around sort of the scenarios that they put them in. And you can really tell that like so much of it was with done with the kids who are in the movie. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because that was actually in part of my notes I wanted to talk about. The the children actors, um, you know, the mom is a featured character, so is Willem Dafoe, but it really focuses on Mooney and her friends, mm-hmm. uh, Scooty and Jancy. Um, and they're all just fantastic. Um, so good. Oh my gosh. I... We, you and I have talked about even the last scene with Mooney and just how amazing and heartbreaking, and we don't want to give spoilers away, uh, but really what we're getting at is the gist of this whole, the whole heart of this whole movie is that this sweet little six-year-old girl um, kind of permanently lives in this motel setting. Her mom is unemployed, um, and, and you, you kind of gathered that. The other residents that live in this motel are either using it as a motel or as a permanent residence. Bunch of unemployment. It's just a really not a good setting for children, and you're just watching this girl go about her day. No, for sure. There's definitely one point in the movie where she's talking to Jancy, who has never been to the hotel that they live in, and she's like, oh, be careful about the water on the stairs. Last year I had to go to the emergency room, and you're like, no. <laughs> right. And she's just like, she's just sitting, but I love that. You're talking about that tour, yeah, she's giving, and she just says it so casually. She's like, in this room, this guy smells really bad, and this is where I slipped in, yeah, and hit my head, and like... It's all these things that you're just like, what, where are your parents? <laughs> Very that. And and so much of it is just, you know, you're watching it and you know that, like, I was occasionally this kid. Like, mm-hmm. I occasionally mm-hmm. did things that I probably should not have done. Sure. Um, but it it's, the movie does such a good way of, like, kind of building on, like, what's happening with them and to its, like, eventual sort of crescendo of, of what ends up happening and... That's why I found it so stressful. To me, this movie is a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's a drama. It's it's just fascinating. You you make you do a good point to point out like the tempo of the film. Like a lot of times, there's a lot of lows. There's a lot of kids not doing things and sitting around, and then there's a lot of chaotic moments. And then again, it's all from Mooney's perspective. So it's like you never quite sometimes have a full idea of what's going on in some certain situations. But it places you as a kid. There's fantastic imagery. And again, it's all just at beyond the gates of the happiest place on earth, Disney World. So I'm almost out of time. I want to wrap it up by saying this film is fantastic. I've seen it uh, described as like a modern dystopia of 
poverty, literally on the outside gates of Disney World, the happiest place on earth. Um, it's just fascinating. It, it honestly, it watches like a visual novel. Um, so I cannot encourage you enough. Um, and I am out of time. I'm watching the timer. I'm trying to get so much better, by the way, side note, at not just blowing right past my time. So that is my time for the Florida Project. You can find it on Canopy and Hoopla um, from Sean Baker. I uh, cannot recommend it enough. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Tracy's pick for the week. Coming May 1st, 2021, Pioneer Library's Summer Learning Challenge. Read, complete activities, log your points to earn swag. With categories for children, teens, and adults, there is something for everyone with our Summer Learning Challenge. Visit pioneerlibrarysystem.org and use the My Learning link to learn more. Welcome back to 5-Minute Film Finder. I have my special, special guest, Tracy, this week as we talk about some uh, untraditional families for the most part. Uh, my film before the break was The Florida Project, which, again, is, uh, I would say, not for the faint of heart, but uh, still, I cannot put it enough that it is a visual novel. So, can't recommend that one enough. We're going to go to Tracy's pick of the week. Tracy, if you don't mind introducing your film, and we'll start your timer. Okay, thanks. Um, so my film this week was Stories We Tell, uh, which is a documentary, and I'm going to go ahead and start my timer now. Okay, um, so I'm going to read off the IMDb description of Stories We Tell first, which is a film that excavates layers of myth and memory to find the elusive truth at the core of a family of storytellers, which I told Kendall earlier I feel like is a deliciously vague <laughs> description of this film. Um a little bit more in-depth that I wrote myself is, uh, so the director of the film is Sarah Polly, who is an actor who has been in a few things. Uh, Kendall noted earlier to someone we were talking to about this that most notably she was in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, the Zack Snyder, I want to say it's like 2004. Um, yeah, but, that but sounds this, about right. But this, she turned her hand to documentary, right? This is a documentary she, she's been She in. turned her hand to directing in general first and then um, decided to write this documentary about her family. Um, which is mostly interviews with multiple members of her family as well as many of their family friends telling the story of her mother, Diane, and the circumstances and secrets that surrounded her life and the memories people have of her um, after she died of cancer while Sarah was very young. I think it said that Sarah was about 10 whenever she died. Um, and the story is told in several different ways. In reality, this is a documentary about storytelling, but the storytelling of a very particular story to Sarah's family. Sure, um, right, but also I would say even like um, universally understandable though too. It hits these topics like, uh, I'm sorry, I'll let no, you continue. No, no, please go. Well, I was just gonna comment on, um, you quickly find out that this movie is about um, having extramarital affairs, yeah. having children, but it doesn't quite so set those seeds until you're already till that point. The, the reveals are almost like you're just watching a fictitious movie in the way that it's scripted and written. For sure, absolutely. And so what I think is really interesting about this movie and is that technically, I guess technically like saying that what it is about is is extramarital affairs and um, what Sarah's parentage, finding out, a um, bit of a spoiler, I suppose, that Sarah's father that she was raised with is not her actual biological father. Um, but I don't think that's the most interesting thing about the movie. No, yeah, you're right. It almost <laughs> kind of takes a back seat. It fully does. And I think that's why I think it being pitched as a, as a story about storytelling is actually the most accurate way to pitch it because... That, to me, is the most interesting thing about it. So I actually looked up, um, it's mostly told in sort of talking head interviews, which is not really, like, strange for a documentary. 
Um, but it's 17 different interviewees are in this oh, movie. Oh, I didn't even realize it was that many. It's 17, yeah. Which and it's is, all members of her family, or in friends. It's members of her family, and then, like, family friends and people that her mother knew, um, two of which are, at one point, her, like, possible actual biological fathers <laughs> that we find out who the real one is. Um, right. And then also told in narration, which was written and performed by Sarah's father, Michael, um, and then home videos and then home video recreations that <laughs> I didn't Sarah, pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. So all of the a lot of the home videos in the movie, you're watching it and you go, oh, wow, this is so cool that they have all this footage. And at the end, you get to see Sarah directing these actors who look ridiculously similar to members of her family. So at the beginning, you like don't realize that they're not real. That's fascinating. Well, and it's like it just her approach because it's also it's very self-reflexive and it shows her. We we spoke about this where it shows mm-hmm. her kind of directing her dad reading this script. I don't want to eat up too much of your time, but it's no, just no. it's like a dance. It's just so graceful and so methodical and thought out. Yeah, absolutely. And so what's really interesting about that is it's the written part that her father is narrating is if I'm understanding correctly, from an email that he wrote to her around the time that he she told him that he wasn't her biological father. And so he wrote this whole, like, heartfelt email to her. And then she was like, okay, Dad, I'd like you to record this for my documentary. <laughs> and then there are these really kind of strange moments where he's doing these, like, really passionate speeches to his daughter. And then she's like, hey, Dad, can you redo that line? And you're like... <laughs> right. Your dad's telling you something. Of course, she already knows it. I'm sure she's read this email like a gajillion times. But you're like, it's sort of like breathtaking in the moment. And so I wanted to point out that, like, I found it really interesting. I have about 40 seconds left. Um, (laughs) That the documentary is really about all the sort of small inconsistencies that her family have in the story about her mother's affair um, and sort of Sarah's parentage and all the things that come from it after that. And what I find really interesting about it is that um, the two main storytellers in her family besides Sarah are her father and her biological father, both of which are super against the way that she's decided to make this documentary, having everybody's perspectives involved. And so I find that really interesting. But her her point is that she thinks this is the most true way to get to the bottom of this story. Mm. Um, and so I just think that's fascinating. And that's my time. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. That was so well paced. I, I, that is fantastic. Tracy, that was a great choice. Um, I, you really, so when we first picked this one, we were kind of unsure about it. I'm so glad that you told me to sit down and actually watch it myself um, as well, because it's so rewarding. Um, Who, who would you recommend this to? So like, obviously documentary fans, but like, yeah, for sure. Who would you say this appeals to? Do you, do you say this appeals to the majority of everyone? There's nothing that's too explicit that would kind of rule out any audience. No, and I think I probably should have mentioned at the beginning that you did say it's like a PG-13 rating. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put a lot of thought into who, who I think would like this movie. Um, and, and what I think is interesting about it is that like, I don't think it's a typical documentary. So I think it could go really well for people who usually go for more narrative film because I think it plays out really well. Um, so I tried to think of films that were sort of family dramas that I think this would relate to. So I think if you're a fan of, I know you're not huge on this director, <laughs> um, but <laughs> The Royal Tenenbaums by Wes Anderson, I think would be a good option. Oh man, now, now we're going to get fang- angry fan mail that's, that's talking about how I don't like Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not his biggest fan. Yeah, um, and then another yeah. one that I thought of that I haven't seen, but I think it actually works really well with the family secrets thing um, is The Farewell. Oh, sure. Um, which yeah. came out 
I want to say two years ago, Stars Aquafina, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't seen, but I, I've heard a lot about it. And it does seem very similar in like the let's hide the family secret from someone yeah, kind absolutely. of family drama. And actually, too, that's that's awesome you mentioned that. So London actually did an episode of 5-Minute Film Finder where we talked about that, London and Ben. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so check that out for the farewell. Um, well, thank Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. You and I have been talking about this for a while, uh, but I'm so glad I got you on here. You're- for sure. I'm so glad that we get to actually record some of our film <laughs> conversations <laughs> right. for your listening public as opposed to me just ranting at you in the office. Yep, and then we just go back and forth ranting. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us. We could not do this without you. Um, Five Minute Film Finder is just one of the many podcasts brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. Uh, so if you guys ever have any questions for us, any recommendations, you can reach us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. If you enjoy the content that you're listening to, feel free to like and subscribe or find our other podcast, Storycraft. We have some more in the making for you. Uh, wherever you find your podcasts at, please give us a check out. And that all being said, we are very coming very close to the end of this season for 5-Minute Film Finder. Uh, be, be sure to tune in for some future updates on what we're going to do, some changes to the story, maybe some... Uh, alternate titles we'll see we'll see but keep keep in touch and we just want to thank you guys so much for checking us out